Week one is in the books, and we got a lot to unpack on this week's episode of Baller Island. Jay Sohoda, Bilal Lahi, on this episode, we will recap week one of the 2023 NFL season and preview week two's matchups, of course, making our predictions for those games. But in week one, we will talk Aaron Rodgers, gone for the season with a torn Achilles. Where do the Jets go from here? Lions get a big upset win at Kansas City. We'll talk about that. Niners and Cowboys getting big blowout wins. And the Browns stunning the Bengals at home 24-3. We're going to talk about all of that and much more. A lot of football talk, so make sure to stay tuned. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to Baller Island. Week one is in the books, and it did not disappoint. I'm not going to lie. The Sunday Sunday slate was a little bit... Could have been better. It could have been better. But last night's Monday night football game had all the drama that made up for any drama that did not happen on Sunday. And, of course, it all starts with absolutely massive news with Aaron Rodgers, done for the season, torn Achilles. We're going to get into all of that. I mean, it is pretty insane what what the hell happened, but we're going to get into that. Um, B, what's going on, man? I know the the Patriots, they they fought hard against the Eagles, but they couldn't get it done. But you did predict the Jets' downfall, and it literally happened five seconds into their season. I mean, it sucks. Like, I mean, I... I didn't want the Jets' downfall to be like that. You know what I mean? For for Rodgers, I mean, obviously I'm not a fan, but I'm not trying to get the guy hurt or anything like that. But, like, dude, I don't know how to describe it. Just just some stuff just happens to some teams. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. That is, like, especially the way they opened it, the, like, intro and all that stuff. And that's got to be the most hype, like, intro and – most high expectations anybody's had coming into this year. They're just gone in like four plays, dude. Like that is just brutal. You can't even write that. I got a lot to unpack here from last night's game. And before I even kind of dealt dive into this, aside from the Rogers thing, what were your takeaways from last night's game as a whole before I kind of get into my whole spiel? Because the Rogers thing was the beginning and just everything that happened afterwards, it honestly was was a movie for for the Jets. Honestly, in a in the best and worst way possible last night. I mean, it's crazy that they won the game. Like, if your like guy goes down and gets hurt, and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" Like our season's over, and you still somehow to manage to win that game against a pretty good team. Like that—that that is so much credit for them. Um, but honestly, the the ending of that game was insane. I think Buffalo, and we saw this all weekend, dude. This was some sloppy, super sloppy football, like all weekend. But like Buffalo was just terrible, super sloppy. Um, and it's, to me, the Jets are like even without Aaron Rodgers, like they're gonna be feisty they're gonna have a little edge to them they're gonna be um they weren't really bad last year i expect them to be a little bit better than they were last year even without Aaron Rodgers. uh but just it's crazy i feel like dude buffalo complained about the overtime rules and all that stuff and i saw this thing like since then 
they have not won an overtime game. They've been 0-5 in overtime games since then. And to end it the way they ended it, sheesh, this is I feel like Buffalo just played awful, awful game yesterday. Yeah, Josh Allen is 0-5 in overtime games in his career, and I think that definitely is something that needs to be talked about if he wants to be considered in the upper echelon of the top elite quarterbacks in the National Football League right now. Josh Allen was awful last night. Awful. Before I even get into the Jets stuff, I think we just need to start there. The Bills' offense was so... It was like a roller coaster. They had an amazing drive, and then Allen throws a pick. And then they put together a drive, and then Allen throws a pick. And it was just up and down, up and down, up and down. And then two of two of the three interceptions was just like, what are you doing? But he just chucked it up there and just was like, eh, somebody's down there. I'll just throw it to him. And it was picked off twice. And it's like, what are you doing? It was the equivalent to just punting it away. But it's like, but it wasn't a punt. It wasn't fourth down. What are you doing? I didn't understand that. The other pick was horrible. And then the Jets go down the field. They score. They take the lead. The Bills come back and they follow it up with what? They fumble the ball on the first play and the Jets get the ball right back. Allen was atrocious. Like you cannot turn the ball over four times. And yeah, like you mentioned, sure, Rodgers goes down. You expect a team who obviously lose the quarterback to be a little depleted. No, this Jets team is super scrappy. And then number two, this is a divisional game. The Jets always play the Bills hard. Like in every, any division game, you're going to get your best shot from your divisional opponent. Happens every time. So you knew that like this was not going to be, although it looked like the Bills were going to run away with it at some point, they didn't. And the Jets hung around, they stuck around, and they finally got it done. It was impressive. So I thought Allen was was horrible. That was a, like... Honestly, the worst way you could start a season for Josh Allen. Two, the New York Jets defense deserves a crap ton of credit. They were outstanding. The D-line was fantastic. You didn't hear Sauce Gardner's name once for all good reasons because the ball was never thrown his way. Whitehead had three picks. The Jets defense was fantastic. All night long, they slowed the Bills defense down. It was impressive. The only thing, the only positive I could say for Buffalo was the fact that they look like their normal Bills offense in the two-minute drill. When the time came to tie the game and then Bass ends up knocking it off the upright, which was just mental in itself, that looked a little more Josh Allen Buffalo Bills-esque, right? You got the ball in his hands, going down the field, tie the game. All right, we've seen that movie before. But they just haven't been able to, to come away with a win in a game like that. Now to the Jets. Rodgers... This dude, B, did you watch any of the pregame? Did you see any of, like, even, like, the anthem, the Jets coming on? The That's field? what I'm saying. The intro was dude, ridiculous. Holy crap. They treated this dude like he was the president, like he was the second coming of Joe Namath, which technically, that's what they were hoping for. They, like, this dude ran out with the American flag. He's on the field. Everybody's on their feet. Buck and Aikman didn't even say a word. They're like, we're just going to send it to the PA announcer. I've never seen anyone do that for a, an opener. Never. Aaron Rodgers got all the publicity last night, yet the entire offseason. Hard Knocks was all about him. The whole offseason was about him going to the Jets, and the Jets are this, Jets are that. And literally not even a possession. The Jets did not even get a possession of Aaron Rodgers we didn't even get to see anything. We saw four snaps from Aaron Rodgers. We saw him get sacked, and that was the end of it. That is year one of Aaron Rodgers as a Jet. Four plays, get sacked, tears his Achilles. Season is over. Finito. Done. 
you would think in that moment, it's over. The Jets are done. Zach Wilson's coming back in. That's a wrap. It's over. Zach Wilson enters the game. This is the dude the Jets gave up on last year. Technically, they didn't fully give up on him because they're like, you know what? You're going to sit behind Rodgers for a few years. You're going to learn something, and then hopefully you're going to learn enough that you're going to take over for Rodgers, and then you're going to be a much better, improved guy than you were when when you first started up last year. Zach Wilson comes in, and I'm not going to lie. He did not look great. Did not look great. The Jets' offense could not do squat for most of this game. Zach Wilson comes out, and when time came down to it, throws a dime to Garrett Wilson, that Garrett Wilson made an absolutely insane catch. That was all Garrett Wilson. He comes down with a catch, and Zach Wilson, who would have thought we'd be sitting here Tuesday, Tuesday night, after Monday night, after week one, saying, not Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson led the Jets to a week one win over the Buffalo Bills. This dude goes from zero to hero in the snap of a finger. That's how crazy this gets. Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall were fantastic last night. Garrett Wilson's catch was just unbelievable. Brees Hall was fantastic. This dude didn't even get a lot of carries, but every time he touched the football, he was insane. And then to top it all off, B, did you watch Hard Knocks? Yeah, a little bit. Xavier Gibson... And, oh, yeah, and, yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was another and there was another receiver. I can't remember his first name, but his last name was Brownlee. Two undrafted free agent receivers that made the Jets roster. Incredible story. They balled out in the preseason. They got a they got a great future. And I watched Xavier Gibson in the preseason. Dude, dude looked really good on special teams. Not even at receiver. Special teams. Like this dude is a kick returner. He's gonna be scary. And who ends up getting the win, the game-winning touchdown in overtime to walk off the game? Xavier Gibson, undrafted free agent. That, I swear to God, last night was a movie. Even Tyler Bass's kick going off the upright. You had Salah's, like, going through all the emotions. The Jets fans are going through all the emotions. Like, what a moment for Zach Wilson to go from backup to right, right back. This is your team in, in the second Gibson gets that's his first introduction into a regular season game. Are you kidding me with what happened last night? Like you you cannot script something like that happening, man. Like I'm I'm still shocked at everything that happened and in itself, it was a pretty damn good ending to that football game. That was a heck of an ending. All the drama you could ask for happened at the end of that game. And lastly, I thought Joe Buck, that might have been the best I have ever heard this guy in 10 plus years. Yeah, I mean, dude, that the way the game ended, like that's it fits the bill how he was he was in his bag in that one. Um, but dude, the the return being from the dude that we saw on Hard Knocks because I remember watching the Hard Knocks thing. Obviously, not knowing who the hell that guy is, um, but even like, who cares if you know who he is or not? That was just a cool moment to see on Hard Knocks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now you see this dude do the the return, and you're like, oh, wait, that's the same dude from the Hard Knocks? Mm-hmm. Now it feels like you've low-key been with him every step of the way. Yep. You know what I mean? Even though I learned his name two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. And then you got you got Salah running into the end zone. Like, like, you can't script that, man. That was an unbelievable win for the Jets. I don't know how they pulled it off. Now the question is, you got 16 more of these to go without Aaron Rodgers. You got one down. How the hell are you going to move forward with this? And before we move over to the rest of week one, obviously, I mean, 
since the news came out earlier today that Rodgers is officially done, there's been obviously the big question, do the Jets go out and find a veteran quarterback or do they stick it out with Zach Wilson another year? I wanted to kind of ask you a question. I had some names in mind and I also do think they're going to end up rolling with Zach Wilson, but I wanted your take on that. What do you think the Jets are going to end up doing? What are the names you got? Shoot the names out. There's not many. There's not many out here, honestly. When when I'm thinking of veteran quarterbacks, there's a few on the block, but Wentz ain't ain't, going to give you shit. I'm going to be honest. No offense to Carson Wentz. I just don't think if you're trying to make the playoffs, you're trying to be still managed to get in the championship contender, he ain't the guy. And a lot of these other names out there are not guys that are going to help you win games. The one dude that I would say, if you can somehow get Matt Ryan out of the CBS podcast booth, that might be a dude to bring in there and actually help this team. I don't know how much Matty Ace got left in the tank. I'm going to be honest with you. He did look, no. he did not look great in Indy last season, but it might be mm-hmm. worth a shot. Getting Phillip Rivers off the couch. I don't know if he's got another 16-game season in him. I really don't. I don't think so. That's something to consider, too. But that's about it, really. And then, of course, the name that I saw earlier today, I highly doubt this is going to happen. Colin Kaepernick. I was about to say, your boy, your boy Kaepernick, I've heard. I mean, we've been hearing Kaepernick every time there's a spot open for 10 yeah, years. Yeah, I, so I, I doubt it. Doubt it. But um, the one I heard um, that, I mean... I wouldn't be, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't think it'd be super crazy as uh, Jameis Winston, um, if he came, uh, I don't know. But I think all, all in all, like, Zach Wilson, none of those guys are, as bad as Zach Wilson is, none of those guys are that much better than Zach Wilson at this point. Yeah, um, yep. And you've had Zach Wilson under Aaron Rodgers for a little bit now. Hopefully, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still around the team he's still teaching Zach Wilson um so to me and he's still young all those guys are way done that we named Philip Rivers hasn't played in years so do you just roll with Zach Wilson see what you can give if he gives you any flashes of anything you're like oh wait yeah no we did draft this guy number two you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um that's kind of what you're just gonna hope for yeah, I th- I think at the end of this thing, they're going to end up rolling with, with Zach Wilson again, um, mainly because I just don't think the Jets have another option. Like, sure, you can go and get a veteran, but, I mean, what is that going to do? You drafted no. Zach Wilson number two overall to be your guy. Last season did not work out. You get a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Now, you didn't trade Zach Wilson. You didn't cut Zach Wilson. You didn't give up on on Zach Wilson. That's what I said a few minutes ago where I'm like, Last year, it seemed like they were giving up on him, but not really because he was still the backup and he's still on the team. So really, they were saying, no, no, no. We're going to give you some time here to develop a little bit more. We're going to bring in a Hall of Famer. You're going to learn from a Hall of Famer, and then hopefully you'll become a Hall of Famer. Now, Zach Wilson, at least he's had an offseason as the backup. He's had an offseason to learn from Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he'll actually learn a thing or two on the leadership standpoint. I mean, Zach Wilson did not look great last night. He didn't. But... They still won the game. He's still like when time came down to it for him to make a throw, Zach Wilson made a throw. That was a big third and 12 conversion or third. It was third and 17. Actually, he made a huge conversion to Alan Lazard when he needed to. Zach Wilson made the throws when he needed to, although he was not great last night. But we're going to find out. I mean, he's going to go up against a really, really, really good Dallas Cowboy defense. And the rest of their schedule for the rest of the first half is a joke. I mean, they got Denver. They got the Eagles. They got the Chiefs coming up. So this is a big opportunity for Zach Wilson. I think if anyone's 
waking up this morning and being like feeling a little motivated, it might be Zach Wilson. Obviously, he's sitting there and he, and everybody's feeling like shit for Rodgers, but Zach Wilson's got to be waking up and being like, "Holy shit, this is this is my team again. I got another shot here." And this this really is Zach Wilson's last chance here. You now have a lucky break. This is your team again. You have a chance at taking this team to the postseason like you were supposed to do last year. Now you get another shot to do it this year. Go out and do it and then prove to this team that, okay, even if Rodgers ends up being healthy for next season, he's more more than likely going to end up being a starter for next season considering they gave up a lot for him. But at least now they know we got our franchise guy for the future in Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean... We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't. I don't believe it. But I don't. I don't we'll buy it. I mean, if he keeps playing like he did last night, I don't really buy it either. But again, it's a big opportunity for number two. Um, but this, this, but outside of him, the rest of this Jets team is damn good, and they showed it last night. Kudos to Robert Sala. This defense looked fantastic, top five in the NFL. Um, for holding it together, and we'll see what they do next week. But man, what a what a game, and what a honestly horrible, horrendous start with for Buffalo. But we'll get to that. Um, in a little bit. Let's move back over to Thursday night's game. Lions, Chiefs, um, no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey. He didn't go. And yet, both offseason darlings got the job done. The Jets got it in whack fashion, but the Lions came out and impressed. And they got the job done. They won at Arrowhead in a hostile environment on primetime. I know some people, including Mike Tirico, said, oh, there's an asterisk next to next to this game because no Kelsey and no Kutcher. Give me a break. They won the football game. Give them the credit where it's due here. Mahomes was still, if Mahomes wasn't playing, different story. Mahomes played that whole game. Lions still won that still won that football game. Um, I think the Lions deserve all the credit in the world. I thought this defense played great. I thought Goff played pretty good. Um, the running game looked really good. And the Lions got the job done 21-20. I feel completely different about this. I was like, one, I was impressed um, with, okay, I was impressed with Detroit and, you know, their, you know, fake punting right away in the game. Love it. Just kind of like their their belief in it, which is what I've kind of liked with Detroit the last couple of years since Dan Campbell's been there. Yep. They just believe. But, dude, I was not really, like, they didn't do nothing. Jameer Gibbs is freaking stud. He didn't get nearly enough touches. Agreed. Um, the receivers outside of St. Brown are, awful like they didn't do nothing and to me um this was just KC just like wow what the hell was that like Kadarius Tony like single-handedly lost in the game um on something like just he I I've never seen a receiver shoot their team in the foot that badly before um that was like unbelievable I couldn't even believe what I was watching uh but I thought, you know, Detroit got some lucky breaks. Um, they played well enough to stay in it against the Super Bowl champions, which is like, you know, something to be be proud of. But I don't know. I, I'm kind of in the same spot with I'm with Detroit where I like, yeah, Detroit's going to be pretty good. Um, I don't have them as a Super Bowl contender. They just beat the Super Bowl champs. I still don't have them as a Super Bowl contender. It's not like, oh, they beat the Chiefs. This puts them into contender territory for me. No, I mean, like, that was a good win. It was a great win. Um, that takes, like, some guts to go into KC on opening day and do that. But in terms of, like, what I watched, I wasn't, like, crazy impressed with any of the stuff they did. And I was 
Very not impressing KC. I mean, let, let's hold the phone for a second. I mean, who in the hell saying Detroit is a Super Bowl contender? Y'all are crazy for that. And I know you and I have both said it multiple times on this podcast. We think they're playoff contenders. Nowhere near championship contenders as of yet. You can't call a team a championship contender if you haven't won your division ever. So, no, we can't do that. But the Lions, they did win the game. They won the game at the end of this thing. I 100% agree with you. Tony was awful. The Chiefs receiving corps were awful. They couldn't really run the ball very well either. If anything, the only thing I took away from this game from Kansas City was that Mahomes still looks like Mahomes. He just needs a friggin' receiver to catch the football. Because if Travis Kelsey was playing this game, I think the Chiefs end up winning this game. All they needed was a field goal from Bucker, and they win this game. If Kelsey was playing, they probably would have ended up winning this game 23-21, if I'm being completely honest. But he wasn't. And the rest of this Chiefs receiving court was garbage. They weren't able to make a play. Mahomes put it on him. They were dropping balls left and right. And yeah, the Lions did catch a break here and there. But the Lions also gave the ball away at times too. Like it was not pretty on their end That's either. What I mean. Yeah, it was, it was not pretty. But I'm saying you got to give the Lions the credit there because they did win the football game. And it was like, it was at Arrowhead and on, like just at the end of the day, they won the football game. And I think they deserve credit for that. But was it pretty? Absolutely not. It wasn't pretty up by either team. And it's week one. That's going to happen. For KC though, I'm not panicking. Honestly, I think these receivers will end up get going at some point. Even if it takes till week 9, 10, they'll be fine. I'm not worried about the Chiefs. It's week 1. They need some time to gel with these young receivers because when you when you when you do look at the receivers they have, they're super young. Like they're not household names, right? You got Sky Moore out there. You got Kadarius Tony out there. You got some like all these dudes that like you've never heard of Justin mm. Watson or whatever his name is. Like I'm, I'm going to give a hot take. Go for it. And this is, uh, you know how I feel about KC. I'm never betting against. I am out on KC. Wow. This year. Completely no. out on KC. So you're saying, well, what, they're going to miss the playoffs? No. Like, okay. as a Super Bowl team. As a Super Bowl team? No, I, I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. Like, I look, I think the Chiefs have what it takes to get back to the AFC Championship game. I do. I really do. I think they'll be all right. But saying that they're going to be Super Bowl contenders again? They didn't look like it. And with these receiving corps, if they can't get their act together, they are not going to be played. There's no way they're going to be in Vegas this year. But come on, man. With anytime you got Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, and he still mm, looked like... Here's the thing, though. He's not freaking Tom Brady, dude. Like, I'm telling you, there's like... Nobody can do and throw to bums and win, right? Brady's the only dude that can have a receiving corps of, you know... Julian Edelman as his one, and who Chris Hogan as his two. But they made plays, though. This, Hogan made plays. Edelman made but, plays. See, here's the thing, though. Brady's, Brady's getting the run game going. He's setting up all the blockers to get his run game going. He's setting up everything that way. I, I don't think, dude, I'm out. Like, that's one of one. Okay? Yeah, fair, I enough. Don't think, fair enough. I don't think Mahomes... Like, okay, obviously, Mahomes is putting the ball on the spot. Like, it's not his fault. Kadarius Tony's not catching the ball. But I'm saying is, the, the fact that they've never had a run game ever, is that's partly on Mahomes. You know what I mean? Your, your quarterback is in charge of setting the old line in, in holes. Oh, I, I see they got dime package on. There's seven DBs on. Okay, I'm going to call an audible. I should get five, six yards on this run if I, if I hand it off. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, but, dude, that's like – I've been on KC 
the second Mahomes is there, I'm like, as long as he's there, they're a Super Bowl contender every single year, and they're going to win every two years. Um, this is like the first time I feel ever with Mahomes there that I feel like, no, they can't do it this year. Well, I think you make a great point with the run game because Casey has zero run game, and they haven't really had a run game very much under um, in the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid era. Like, they've never really had a solid, consistent run game. Like, Edwards Alaire's not that guy, and he's proven that. Pacheco is injury-prone, and then McKinnon is not that guy. He, he's a scat back. He's not a guy that you feed the ball 20 times a game to. The Patriots, to your point, always had a good run game, consistently. It didn't matter who you threw back there. They had a different leading rusher every season, but they were still able to consistently run the football down your throat and set things up. Casey doesn't have that ability to do that. So I, I do think you make a good point with that. Um, but I, I just think it comes down to it's only week one. We got to see if these young receivers can get their act together. And I, I think at some point they end up will getting their act together. But for Super Bowl contenders, I agree with you. I, I don't see it. And, I, and it's hard to repeat. And it's hard to repeat when you don't have great talent either. So I don't know about that. And this defense held their own for the most part. Now they got Chris Jones back on a one-year deal, which I thought was kind of odd. But mm. we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there. I, I still think the Chiefs will be fine. They'll be all right. But for Super Bowl contenders, I agree with you. I, I honestly don't think it's that much of a hot take to even say that at that point because on top of that, it's hard to repeat, let alone it's hard to repeat. Two, when you when you got the cast of characters that you do, yeah, you got Mahomes a quarterback, but they have to make plays. You mentioned Chris Hogan, you mentioned Julian Edelman, you mentioned some of those other dudes. They made plays. That AFC Championship game in 2017, Chris Hogan got the game-winning touchdown against Jacksonville. Edelman's the one who made that insane catch against the Falcons in the Super Bowl, right? They made plays. Casey needs those guys to make it. In the Super Bowl last year, Sky Moore had a touchdown. Tony had a big return. They made plays. They got to make plays, man. Like Mahomes, Mahomes can do what he does, but somebody else got to got to make a play too, right? Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. They got a big one against Jacksonville next week. Lions play host to Seattle in their home opener. Um, over to my team, the Niners destroyed the Steelers. This was not even remotely close. I can't even believe that I, I thought the Steelers were gonna were were gonna actually give us a run for their money because this was just a shellacking from the get go, and then obviously, and then mm-hmm. the other part of this Sunday night football that was a whole other story. We'll get to that one after. Cowboys shut out the Giants by forty points. Um, we'll start with Niners Steelers. Uh, be worried takeaways from that game. Uh, I'm so surprised how well your offense was out the gates like that. Um, defense. I mean, I knew like Pittsburgh does. Offense ain't really good enough. Your defense was gonna be fine, but I thought it was gonna be a low-scoring game. But, Agreed. Um, Purdy was just freaking him and Ayuk just looked like, oh my god, dude! Like that looked special. I'm I'm so shocked at how well that offense was. Um, but dude, look at you. That that is scary, dude. I, I'd be amped if I were you. I'm, I got to say, this is the most calm I think I've ever been after a week one win, man. That's just the best we've ever looked coming out of week one. Week one, usually we look pretty trash. Like even the two wins that we've had under Shanahan, we barely won. I mean, two years ago, we beat the Lions. And that was Dan Campbell's first game as head coach of the Lions. And we almost blew a 27-point lead to the Lions. So that wasn't pretty. This was dominant from beginning to end. Our offense looked phenomenal. Defense looked phenomenal. Special teams looked phenomenal. Like, 
it was arguably one of the most clean, cleanest regular season games I've ever seen for the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan. Like, it was just, there were no complaints at all in this game. And Brock Purdy, I freaking love this kid. I mean, I loved him when he came in last year. I'm like, I see it. But for him to come back, first game back from elbow surgery, regular season on the road, and dude just went out there and played like it was not, like it was just, it was just another game. Like it was just casual out there. He's so good in the pocket, the way he's able to escape pressure, make throws. It's insanely impressive, the stuff that Brock Purdy's doing. And and as long as he's healthy, man, this offense is, they look borderline unstoppable. They looked unstoppable last year. The only thing that stopped this team from going to the Super Bowl was Hassan Reddick's helmet. Other than that, nothing is stopping this Niners, def- this offense right now. And this defense either. <laughs> Nobody's really getting through this defense either. So I am amped, man. And I'm looking forward to seeing what we do against the Rams on Sunday. Cowboys, Giants. Uh, good Lord have mercy. I'm not surprised the Cowboys, what the Cowboys did. But the Giants, we need to talk about the Giants, man. Because I don't think either one of us were really that into the Giants hype this season. We didn't really think they were going to follow up their their playoff season last year. This was an atrocity. You don't go out on primetime and get shut out at home against a division rival. Danny Dimes playing his first game after getting the bag. And he goes out and performs like that. This was horrendous by the New York Giants. Hey, do you have the scores? I feel like I said I've had a. I feel like I picked the Cowboys to smack them last. You season. did, did, I, did yeah. I'm the moron that picked the Giants over the Cowboys. Um, but dude, it was more based on I don't know. I, I didn't think it was going to be the. I knew. Okay, here I. I think we both we knew the Giants were going to take a step back this year. And when you look at their like offense on paper, that thing is like hot garbage, right? Like their offense is garbage. Yep. Um, and I really think the Cowboys defense is going to be really good this year. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and the Cowboys the last couple of years have had a really good, like uh, turnover kind of team, takeaway t- kind of team. Um, so this, this was like the most extreme case. Um, their defense just chest went like, it was like, a straight-up clinic. Like, dude, if I'm the, I'm throwing that tape in the garbage. I ain't going to watch that. <laughs> nightmares watching that. Um, but, dude, that is like a straight-up clinic. I think um, for anything, takeaways from this game, it's just it kind of confirmed um, kind of what I – kind of made me feel good because it's one of the few things I got right on the weekend. Yeah. You know, I think the Cowboys are going to be pretty good, and I think the Cow- uh, Giants are going to take a massive step back. So, one win for me this weekend. This Cowboys defense is no joke. I mean, that again is not a surprise. We knew that was going to be. We knew they were going to be a top three defense at the beginning of the season. We on Sunday night just confirmed it all. Prescott didn't even do anything. You look at his stats: no. thirteen for twenty four, one forty three, no touchdowns. And, and like, Pollard was limited to. Yeah, like their, their offense didn't do anything. You look at the score and you're like, oh my god, the Cowboys offense lit it on fire or whatever. No, it was it was all the defense. The defense did everything. Special teams got a block kick for touchdown. It was very much a defensive masterpiece by Dan Quinn and the Cowboys defense. But Daniel Jones, 15 for 28, 104 and two interceptions. My Lord, dude, what are you doing? Like this, and then you, like you saying, we talked about it when we were previewing this season and we talked about the Giants. We're saying they do not have any receivers. Like this is worse than KC's receiving corpse, man. You got. Isaiah Hodgins, 
Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Sterling Shepard. Like, what, like, what are we doing here? The I don't know what the Giants, what their front office had in mind going into the season. Said, yeah, we're just going to run it back with this cast of characters. And we're going to resign Saquon to a one-year deal and hope for the best. We're going to pay Daniel Jones the big money and hope that he ends up, you know, being, being like Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. Well, I think you got your answer Sunday night. That was awful, like literally awful. I, I can't. I actually can't believe they got shut out and lost by forty points. And you look at the stat sheet, and Dallas didn't even do much on offense. It's just, it's, it's actually awful what the Giants did on Sunday night. But I'm not surprised at about anything about the Cowboys, to be honest. But more so that the Giants, for the Giants to come out like that, Jesus, like that's that is a that's a disaster for them. Um, another. Pretty shocking score, I think, from Sunday. I think for most people was the Browns taking down the Bengals 24 to 3. Burrow and most of the Bengals starters were benched at the around the five-minute mark in the fourth quarter. The rain it was raining heavy. The weather was a disaster. You watched this game mainly, you know, throughout if you did. The Browns looked all right, but it was more so the Bengals looked awful. But I think the biggest takeaway from this game is the Browns defense looks really good. And I do think the Bengals get a little bit of a pass because the weather was so bad. And it was week one, and I called it. This was something that I got. I didn't expect the Bengals to come out and be that bad. But I did think that the Browns were going to come out and get a week one win because week one's always weird. And they ended up, and this was more than weird. I mean, 24 to 3 in a monsoon. I mean, it mirrored a lot of that Bears Niners game last year, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not that worried about the Bengals, though. I think, I think they'll rebound okay. Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, that's a crazy thought that you picked this one. Um, but the uh, the Bengals, well, actually, when I had red zone on, I think it, in the first quarter, dude, it was flashing all over the place. It was like, I feel like every team in the first quarter of the one o'clock games had a fumble. Like, mm. it was just poor football all around. I think every single game at one o'clock had like one or two turnovers um, in the game. Uh, but... The Bengals, I mean, Joe Burrow didn't play in preseason, right? Uh, the weather was shit. Okay, on the road, sure. Browns won the game. Deshaun Watson, I didn't think, looked like terrible. I mean, he made some plays. but I, uh, And Nick Chubb looks like the best running back in the league. But I think uh, if I'm Cincy, I'm like, okay, that was kind of just Burrow's first, you know, preseason game. You know, just get the rust off in that game. And he's he's got to be better. The day, the couple of days after you get a massive deal, you can't you can't do that. You know what I mean? You got to be better than yep. that. But there's there's no way he's gonna he can be that bad again. No question. No, Burrow was awful, awful. And I know he'll rebound from that. But uh, yeah, it was not a great performance. But look, the Bengals started last season zero two. They made the mm-hmm. AFC Championship. They ripped off like eight in a row from week nine to the rest of the season. I think they'll be all right. There's no need to really panic. It's week one. I'm not too worried about the Bengals, honestly. I think they'll be fine. But no, quite. I think when you look at the Browns, their offense didn't really do a lot. It was kind of whatever. But I do think we got to talk a little bit about this Cleveland Browns defense because Jim Schwartz, wherever this dude goes, his defense is straight up nasty. Cleveland's defense was already low-key kind of good. Now with Jim Schwartz, they looked really good. Miles Garrett looked back to himself for the bits and parts that I've seen. That Browns defense looked kind of scary. And 
that's something to watch because now if that Browns defense can play up to that caliber, now you're looking at Deshaun Watson and you're like, all right, buddy, you got to come through now because if you do, are the Browns actually able to do something? I'm still not sold totally. Again, it's week one. I'm not going to go crazy here. But I do think the Browns defense is going to be much, much better than people think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they will too. I think, like, they got helped out by some of the stuff that I just mentioned. But the biggest takeaway from that defense is, like, dude, Miles Garrett was already a stud. Already a stud. Mm-hmm. But, like, shoot, he looked like he's running for Depoy kind of now. Like, he looks like he's taking another jump. Um, like, Depoy kind of level jump, um, which if he's got every tool in the books already, like, if that gets put together and that could be one freak, like one freakish disruptor, you know what I'm saying? If he can, if they can figure a way to keep him playing like that, that, that could be a whole nother ball game all of a sudden. If you're Cleveland. 100%. Oh, 100%. You got Miles Garrett playing like that up to his potential. That is scary, man. And when this Browns defense continues to play like that, that's what I'm saying. Like it's scary. Like the Bengals, they only had 142 total yards. 142 total yards. It was not good. They had 67 passing yards. Joe Burrow was 14 for 31, 82 yards. That's gotta be that's 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 gotta be a career low. Like I don't think he's throwing for for less than that. It was horrible. The Browns controlled clock. Like it was it was just an absolute mess for the Bengals all around. But we'll see. They got another big divisional game against the Ravens on Sunday. We'll see if they're able to bounce back there. But that was a pretty pathetic way to start the season, but I do think this Browns defense deserves a little bit of love there. But that, I think, most certainly was one of the more shocking results from week one. Um, although, like I said, I I picked the Browns to win that game, but did I expect the game to go the way that it did? No, I definitely did not expect the Bengals to come out and play that poorly um, in week one. Last game here before we kind of move over to our week one winners and losers, the Dolphins-Chargers game lived up to the hype, though. This game certainly lived up to the hype here. Dolphins won this one 36-34. Tyreek Hill, 215 yards. Tua Tagovailoa throwing for over 400. What a game this was. Uh, this is another you, good thing we highlighted two of the things I actually got right in here. Uh, but I, 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 I think I, I picked Miami in this one, and I knew it was going to be a shootout. Um, and actually, I was kind of high on Miami going into the year. I'm like, dude, their offense is going to be really good. I think they're going to pick up where they left off when before two got hurt. So actually, I'm actually feeling kind of good about this. But um, to me, now, now that I think about it, dude, it, it, this game kind of just put into perspective and then following it up with the Monday night, dude, that AFC East. Loaded. It's just like, what the hell is going on in there? Like, you, you know, I don't even know. Because, I mean, I think we didn't even talk about the Patriots played – I think a really good game outside the first quarter, and they hung right there mm-hmm. with yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, no, they did. Um, Miami looks like unstoppable. The Jets is like, okay, there's no Aaron Rodgers where we go. And then the Bills look like trash, but they're the best team. Um, like, it's just like, I feel like any four of these teams can really just do something. Um, but this game was just, went exactly how I thought. I said, start, start your guys in this game, because this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I, I picked the Dolphins 33-30. They won 36-34. So this game went literally exactly how I thought it was going to go. Just fireworks all over the place. Herbert throwing for 228. Tua throwing for 466. I mean, it was just, it was offense galore, just as we thought. But I think the more 
important takeaway here, obviously the Tyree Kill stat line is just mental. The the Chargers almost had two guys rushing for almost 100 yards. Eckler with 117, mm-hmm. Josh Kelly for 91. Um, was impressive there. But the Chargers, again, when time came down to it, they weren't able to put it away. And I think that's the biggest thing with the Chargers is they haven't been able to put games away. The Dolphins, they were able to. And I think, again, this all comes down to the health of Tua Tagovailoa. If he can stay healthy throughout the season, the Dolphins are going to be a problem. Like, I think they ended last season, what, 9-8? and eight? They were on track with Tua healthy to be like a 10, 11, maybe even 12 win well, team last year. Yeah. Didn't they start off like 5 and 0 or something? Uh, I think it was 3, 3 and 0. 3 and 0. Um, yeah. And then that's when Tua got hurt and it was all. And they were on fire, yeah. They, they just spiraled out of control. Dude, their offense was freaking disgusting. Whew. Um, Tell me about but it. But we got to. You gotta wait and see on that defense, dude. We gotta wait and see. Yeah, hundred percent. And also, don't forget, Jalen Ramsey's not coming back till December. Um, but no question. I mean, Miami's got way too many studs on that defense to be giving up thirty-four points. I know the Chargers' offense is really good. I know that. I know the Chargers' defense is also really good. They're up here giving up thirty-six points too. Both of these defenses are super talented on paper, and both of them just were all over the place. But I, I do expect this Dolphins defense to do a lot better. If this Dolphins team wants to be considered legit, no question. This defense has got to be a whole lot better. But this game was crazy. No question. This offense looked just as good as it did a year ago when everybody was healthy in that lineup. So I think that's definitely the biggest takeaway there. I'm um, rounding out the other scores from week one. Packers destroyed the Bears 38-20. Your big start for Jordan Love and his Packers. Official Packers week one debut. Bears look horrendous. The Eagles beat your Patriots 25-20. I'll agree with you. I know you commented on it very um, briefly there, and I'll kind of just reiterate the same thing. I thought the Pats played better than I thought. When it, when the Eagles got up 60-0, I think we all thought the same thing. We're like, oh, God, here we go. Eagles going to blow them out. The Patriots ain't looking good. And instead, Patriots put together a nice draft. They put together a score. Then they get a turnover, and then they come back, and then they score again. And then Max started getting a little more comfortable, and then and then they just Max didn't go away. Nice. And they just didn't I go know, away after that. Dude, I, I mean, to be honest, outside the first part, I think the Patriots outplayed them. I think they did. No, you, I mean the, yeah. the Eagles' defense is is good, and the way Mac was moving the ball, that made me feel real good about Mac. And then taking the the. Eagles offense didn't score a touchdown on the Patriots defense, except for, you know, the turnover, the fumble that put them right there and the like right there, basically, and then the pick six. But like the Patriots defense only held them to threes. So I knew the Patriots defense was going to be good. My questions are on the offense. They did really good on defense against, you know, the Super Bowl runner-ups. And then their offense was okay. I mean, I hate I hate taking shit from losses, but yeah, I don't feel terrible. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't. If I'm a Patriots fan, I I would not feel terrible after that. They played exactly how I think we thought they would. We didn't think they were gonna win, but we knew they were gonna be an absolute pain in the ass, and they were. Um, they lost by five in that game, but yeah, we'll we'll see what they do Sunday night. They're on prime time against the Dolphins on Sunday. That should be an interesting one there. Um, Rams take it down Seattle. I think that's another scoreline that we didn't expect. Thirty to thirteen. Seahawks did not look good, lost a lot of guys, and the Rams somehow did it with the cast of characters um, like uh, Sean McVay's new toy over here, Puka Nakua, going for over mm-hmm. 100 yards. Um, Rams get a big win there. Raiders beat the Broncos in a 
really awful game, to be honest. 17-16, mm-hmm. Jags over the Colts, 31-21. Ravens beat the Texans. That game wasn't really that convincing either, 25-9. to Buccaneers over the Vikings. This one, I got to say, I was kind of surprised by this one. Especially the way Jefferson was just going nuts in that first half. I think he had like 140 or 130 yards in the first half, too. Um, but Baker sometimes does this, man. I feel like Baker just sometimes has these like magic games where he's like, what the hell? How did they win that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm – I'm a little more surprised on the Viking side of things. I mean, they kind of just proved my point that I don't think they're going to be that team this season Um, by losing an opener to a Buccaneers team in the first game in the post Tom Brady era. Not a great look Falcons over the Panthers, 24 to 10 saints over the Titans, 16, 15. That game went exactly how you thought it was going to go. And then the commanders commanders over the Cardinals, 20 to 16. All right. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Week one winners. I'll go first really quickly here. Um, I know we talked about it at the top here, but I think, again, it wasn't pretty. I know they got a lot of things to work on, but to go into a hostile environment when you had all the hype on your side to get a win, I think the Detroit Lions deserve a win here for the, the fact that they're able to go into KC, knock off Reed and Mahomes. That's a pretty big deal and a little bit of a statement again. Was it a good game? Yeah, it, was a, it, was a, it wasn't pretty. But they still came out with a win, and that's the most important thing. And then I'm also going to highlight um, a week one winner here. And you you kind of just mentioned it a second ago here. I'm going to give Baker a little love here, man. 21 for 34, 173, two touchdowns in his Buccaneer debut, getting a win on the road in Minnesota. Um, I think that's a big win for Baker. I mean, not a lot of people are expecting a lot from Tampa Bay this season for him to come out, get a win on the road against the Vikings. I think I thought that was a pretty... Um, Pretty impressive win to outduel Kirk Cousins in his house and uh, and get a win in his Bucks debut. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I got I got with you with the Lions, uh, dude. That's probably the most impressive win, uh, in my opinion, on the week. Even though it was ugly, um, I also say, I mean, in terms of winners, I think uh, that's a big that's a big time win for. McVeigh and and Stafford and, and the Rams. Yeah, yep. Guys, I feel like going into this season, they're kind of like, come on, man, we just won the Super Bowl two years ago. But at the same time, they're like, you know, this might be kind of the last run. Like, I look at all these other teams are like way better than when we won the Super Bowl. Like, I feel like they were kind of just talking themselves into being good. But then you go out and beat a team that was in the playoffs last year. Like, now you kind of start to believe in them a little bit. And now it's like, you know what? You can kind of walk around with that, you know, the Super Bowl marks a little bit more after this. I think the fact that you didn't have Cooper Cup and you did it in Seattle and getting 30 points, pretty impressive. And I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying a few weeks ago where I was I was saying, don't sleep on the Rams, man. Like and the yeah, fact that right. and the fact that they did it without Cooper Cup makes it even more impressive because no, that's crazy. the fact that uh, they were they were all Cooper Cup everything the last game. Exactly. And the fact that Cup didn't play and he is going to miss the first four games that would have made me more inclined to say okay I think the Rams downfall is going to continue here and it's not going to be it's not going to be a great season but instead the Rams come out and do the opposite which makes me think the Rams aren't going to go away just yet they're not going to go away just yet and they got a big one on Sunday they take on the Niners um week one losers I got two here the first one here I got the AFC big three Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, all starting 0-1. I mean, 
neither team – I mean, all three of them looked awful. I'm going to be honest. The Chiefs mm-hmm. receiving corpse were garbage. Bengals' offense as a whole was garbage. And then Josh Allen stunk up the joint last night in New York. That's a pretty big L to have. You're to the top three teams in the AFC, the three best quarterbacks in the AFC starting 0-1. And then the biggest one, I hate to do this because the Jets did win the game last night uh-huh. and they didn't go away, but New York sports – Got to be a week one loser here. The Giants coming off of a playoff a season last year, getting shut out, losing by 40 on primetime. Then the Jets follow up that on Monday night, and you're like, all right, that here we go, Aaron Rodgers, and, you, and you lose them five seconds into the game. The Yankees are making the playoffs. The Mets are making the playoffs. Sorry, guys. I, I, I had to go there, but New York sports, man, losers. I'm right with you. I got the exact same thing. I mean, dude, like, the just, I wish I could feel and say I feel bad for Jets fans. I really don't, but like, it sucks. Like, dude, I couldn't, like, that actually sucks. I can imagine. (laughs) I know what it's like. (laughs) And that, dude, honestly, like, I, it sucks, man. Like, you definitely don't want a guy to go down with injury, but, oh, man. I, I can't even imagine what they're going through right now, especially talking about New York. You know how that media is. The second he gets there, we're winning the Super Bowl. That's what they're thinking. That's what they're telling themselves. And it, it's gone in a flash. So definitely you can't you can't have a loser conversation without them. Yeah, exactly. Um, last one before we move over to our week two picks here. Uh, week one game ball. You got one? Uh, I, I'll go Cowboys defense, dude. I mean, defense, special teams, that was just – as dominating as a game um, that you're gonna see this season, and it was the first game of the of the of the season. Like, dude, that is you prepped all off season for this. Nobody really looks good, and you just came out and looked freaking amazing, man. That's impressive. Yeah, the Cowboys defense. Yeah, anytime you shut out a divisional opponent on primetime, you deserve some love. And then on top of that, scoring majority of your team's points, you definitely deserve some. Um, I got three here, and I'll run them down pretty quickly. I'll start with Tyreek Hill. Come on now. 215 yards. You got to be kidding me. 11 catches. Dude, like, dude looked like a cheat code out there. Dude was running all over the place. It, it, it was a joke. But Tyreek was insane out there. Brandon Ayuk, man. I thought B.A., that might have been the best game he's had in his career. He came out and he looked like wide receiver one. And this is what the Niners wanted to see out of Brandon Ayuk. They wanted to see, can he make that jump really to wide receiver two to Debo? But now I'm looking at it and I'm saying, B.A. might end up being wide receiver one. He's playing that good. He came out and if him and Purdy have this kind of chemistry, B.A. is going to go crazy this season. And week one might have just been the preview so what's actually going to happen throughout the season? And if it does, somebody's going to get the bag. And I hope we're going to have enough money after paying up Bosa to bring back Shit. B.A. But in the meantime, let's enjoy let's enjoy him while we have him. But B.A. making a pretty good case for that. He balled out eight catches, 129, two touchdowns. Keep balling. And then my last one, Jordan Love, 15 for 27, 245, and three touchdowns on the road at Chicago. That's a big win, man. I know. You weren't really buying love. I was kind of buying love. I picked the Packers to sneak into the playoffs. I was kind of buying it a little more than you were. And Jordan Love kind of proved my point on Sunday. I know it was the Bears. The Bears aren't very good. And everybody's going crazy. Justin Fields, Justin Fields. The Bears were awful. But Jordan Love came out and played pretty good. Wasn't amazing, but pretty good. And I think that's a good sign for Green Bay that 
if they can get this kind of production out of him, Aaron Jones, if that dude can just stay healthy, for the love of God, that's big there too. And the defense looked pretty. The defense got some takeaways too. So Green Bay's another team like the Rams. They may not go away quietly. Um, and J- Jordan Love getting a big win there in his in his week one debut for the Packers. All right, week two picks. Here we go. Let's start. Who's your game of the week and your sleeper game of the week? Uh, sleep. Uh, let's start. What do, you, what do you want to start with? Sleeper or game of the week? I'll start, I'll, start, I'll start with my game of the week. Game of the week? Okay. Game of the week. I hate to do this two weeks in a row, but I'm going Patriots Dolphins. Um, again, I don't really love this slate next week. Um, but really, Patriots Dolphins, Patriots Dolphins, dude. I feel like that's gonna be a freaking game. I feel like, um, Dolphins probably have, I mean, from week one, best offense in the league. Um, Patriots defense is gonna be really good, and that's actually like already week two. That's a super important game in the AFC East. 100%. I'm gonna go Chiefs Jaguars. Uh, this is a big one here. Jaguars almost beat the Chiefs last year, they get their home opener. Chiefs are 0 1. This is a big game for the Jaguars, man. Honestly, it's a big game for the Chiefs too. You don't want to start the year 0-2. Now we're gonna start now. We're now we're gonna start, you know, looking at this a little differently here. But I think that that's a big game um in the AFC there. Chiefs at Jaguars, a sleeper game of the week. Sleeper game of the week. I'm going uh Ravens Bengals. Uh shouldn't really even be a sleeper, but Ravens Bengals, dude, that is like, the Bengals can't – same thing with the Chiefs. I mean, the Bengals start 0-2, uh, that's tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though they did it last year, uh, you don't want to. And then the Ravens, I mean, dude, that – doesn't matter who's playing for the Ravens. That sucks. J.K. Dobbins again out. I mean, we didn't even mention that. But, dude, um, that, that game is never going to be easy. So, the Bengals are going to have to earn a one-on-one record over here. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to go with Niners-Rams. I mean, it's always, always. I mean, Niners Rams usually goes one of two ways. It's either one, the Niners blow them out, or two, it's an instant classic. Two one and old teams coming off of big wins week one. I mean, this should be a solid game when I'm looking at it. Um, so we'll see what happens on Sunday. But I mean, I don't know how Niners Rams is overlooked when you look at the week two slate. It's a 405 kickoff. It's not, not even a 425 kickoff. So we'll see what happens there. But I think that's, I mean, it's, it's always a good game when those two get together. So I'll go Niners Rams for that. Um, your survivor pick for the week. Go ahead, you go first. This this was a tough slate. I'm not gonna lie. When you look at the games this week, there's a lot of toss ups. Um, but even after the debacle last night, I'm gonna take the Buffalo Bills at home against the Raiders. I know the Raiders got the win on the road at Denver, but that's a divisional game. The Raiders did not look great, honestly. Jimmy looked like Jimmy. But I cannot see them going into Buffalo, who's, which is going to be a pissed-off Buffalo Bills team in their home opener. That's not going to happen. I'll take the Bills. Damn. Yeah, no. That's a good pick. Um, this is a tough-ass league, dude. Uh, Bills, Bills is the, I mean, the, the, the win for sure here. Um, do I go Cowboys? I don't want to mess with the Jets, though. I think I'm going to go uh, – this is kind of a – I don't really like this one either, but I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go Chargers here um, against the Titans. Okay. Don't feel great Don't feel great about it, but I can't take the Bills. You took the Bills. Uh, don't love this slate, man. I feel like there's a lot of time. Week two has got to be the hardest hardest week for Survivor. 
Yeah, agreed. There's a lot of toss-ups. I don't know. I, I think this is a better slate than than you think, to be honest. But, I mean, we'll go through game by game here. Um, we'll start with Thursday night, Vikings, Eagles, Thursday night football. Who you got? Uh, this is not – like, I, I think the Eagles win this game. Um, but this is a pretty good game. I like it. Um, I'm going to go Eagles here, uh, 33-17, though, I, I think this is going to be a pretty good game, too. I just think for the Vikings – this is a huge opportunity for Kirk Cousins to put away his primetime demons. You're on the road, hostile environment. Last year, same thing. Week two, Monday Night Football, Vikings go into Philly and put up a dud, and it was awful. Um, I don't think they get the win here, though. I'll take the Eagles 27-23 at home, but this is a big opportunity for the Minnesota Vikings to really make a statement, but I'll take the Eagles by four. Sunday early slate. Let's start it with Chiefs Jaguars. Yeah, this is the best game of the of the early slate, I think. Um, I said that Ravens one. Uh, Chiefs Chiefs aren't. I can't see them losing this game two times. I can't. Chiefs go zero and two. Oh my god! But um, Chiefs will take care of business here. Uh, Twenty seven seventeen. Travis Kelsey should be back from injury. Can't see the Chiefs starting zero and two. I like the Chiefs in Jacksonville, thirty one. 26 Ravens at the Bengals. Good ass game here, too. I got the Bengals in this one 21 uh, 20. Um, it's gonna be a close one. It's gonna be, but it's gonna be Burrow put to drive at the end. Um, we got our swagger back a little bit. Yeah, this is another one Ravens Bengals. Anytime these two get together, it is always a very, very good game, highly competitive. I don't think the Bengals start 0-2 this time. Big-time rebound game for Joe Burrow in the Bengals' offense. Like the Bengals, 24-17. Seahawks at the Lions. This is also a pretty good one. Uh, I'm taking the Lions, though. I think Seahawks fall to 0-2 um, in Detroit. That place is going to be freaking nuts. Oh, yeah. Um, 24-20 Detroit Lions. I like the Lions, too. 27-20 at home against the Seahawks. I wasn't impressed with Seattle last week. They were banged up all over the place. I think Detroit takes advantage of it, and they get the win by a touchdown. Packers at the Falcons. This one could be interesting, too. Yeah, this one's weird. This is a weird uh, thing. But uh, I'm going to take the Falcons here. Uh, two games in a row on the road for the Packers. That's kind of tough, especially with um, Jordan Love. We'll see if he can do it two times in a row. Um, but I'm going to take the Falcons here, uh, 24-16. I think whoever wins this game, we're going to be talking about them next week regardless because if the Falcons start 2-0, and we're going to be like, whoa, we were right about the Falcons. They're off to a hot 2-0 start. And if the Packers start 2-0, and we're like, whoa, Jordan Love and the Packers starting out 2-0. So whoever wins this game, I feel like we're going to be talking about next week. I'm going to take the Falcons at home, 20-17. to I don't think the Packers have it in them to win two in a row here. Um, I'll take the Falcons in this one. And this could very well. Don't forget, I said it last week when we made our predictions. I said the seven seed could very well come down to the Packers and the Falcons. This game on week two could end up playing a factor um, in January when it comes down to it. But I'll take the Falcons, 20-17. to Raiders at the Bills. Um, Bills have to win this one. If they don't, the sky is fine. I think they win, but I, I still don't think they look great. I think I'm going to take the Bills 2017. Now, if the Bills lose to the Raiders at home and start 0-2, yeah, they, that is going to be a problem. I just can't see it happening. I know the Raiders got the win in Jimmy G's debut, but it's just, I just, I can't see it. I honestly can't see it. 
Bills 30 to 17. Chargers at the Titans. This also very weirdly interesting game. Yeah, this is God, dude. I I hate going against the Titans, man. I don't know. Uh, but this they're gonna mug this game up. Uh nineteen sixteen Chargers. I'm gonna take the Chargers as well in this game at Tennessee. 26-23. I can't see the try. I mean I could see the Chargers starting 0-2, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're just far too talented. And the Titans, man, it's just, uh, Tannehill, no Tannehill was so bad on Sunday, man. Three that interceptions, three interceptions. Like, that's a game you got to win. The Saints were not good at all. And considering they were at home, too, Tannehill was hot garbage. And I, for that reason, there's no way Ryan Tannehill is going to outduel Justin Herbert. Absolutely no way. Watch, watch. That's that. That's exactly what's going to end up happening. Um, but I'll take the Chargers by well, three. Who knows, man? The Chargers' defense is off. That's nice. exactly you. You. That, that's another game that's just a complete toss up. But I'll take the Chargers twenty six twenty three. Bears at the Buccaneers. Uh, I'm riding the Baker train. Screw it. Uh, I think he's going to rack up a couple wins here before he either gets hurt or gets benched. Um, but I got the Bucks twenty four twenty one. I got the Buccaneers too, man. I'm not. I've. Not, I wasn't. Wasn't buying into the Bears hype before, and I'm not buying into the Bears hype now. Bucks twenty six seventeen. Bucks start two and zero, but I. I still don't think uh, much comes out of that. Then, like we, we see teams all the time get off to a hot start and then kind of falter late. Um, I'll take the Bucks in that one twenty six seventeen and their home opener. Colts at the Texans. Oh my god! I mean, Anthony Richardson actually looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Year. First game, I, I, I'm gonna take the Colts. Um, even though the Texans were kind of scrappy, scrapper in the scoreline looked against the Rangers. Told you, uh, um, but I'll take the Colts here. Um, 17-14. I told you the Texans aren't going to be good, but they're going to be a pain in the ass to some teams. Right now, it ain't going to be like it. Like when it was twenty-five to nine against the Ravens, not surprised by that scoreline at all. But give them a few weeks to play together, grow, develop a little bit. By late November, this team is going to be. Uh, a tough out. They're not going to have a winning record, but they're going to be a tough out at that point. And I think the Texans get a win here. I think it's a fairly even game. Both starting rookie quarterbacks. Both nobody's really expecting a lot out of them. I'll take the Texans at home, twenty to sixteen. But yeah, you're right. Anthony Richardson looked better than people thought last week, so I got to give him credit there. But I'll take the Texans with a, with an upset in this one. Late, late Sunday, Giants at Cardinals. Oh God, this is a brutal game. The Cardinals actually. I feel like they should have won um, this past weekend. Uh, at home, I can't do it. I'm going to take the Giants here. I think Saquon has a, a Saquon kind of day. Uh, 23-17 Giants. The Giants can't do this, man. They cannot. They cannot lose to the Cardinals. You went out and put up the biggest stinker of all time on Sunday night. No way. Like, Danny Dimes, if you cannot outduel Josh Dobbs... Boy, we got like, come on, man. Give me the Giants 23-14. Let's not play around with this one. But if if they somehow, some way find a way to choke this one against the Cardinals, Guess yo, I'm, I'm out for the Giants. I don't know. Honest, honestly, honestly, anyone should just try for the, the Giants at that point. Like, I, I for, for that amount of money, if they're going to pay Danny Dimes that amount of money, imagine the amount of money Ooh. we could make a quarterback. Give me a tenth of that money. Honestly, Daniel Jones, please make us shut up and eat us words and beat the Cardinals by 30 points. Please and thank you. Niners at the Rams. I don't think this one's going to be as close. Um, Niners keep it rolling. Uh, 
I, I think this one will be a little bit closer than, than anticipated, as it usually always does. I'll take the Niners 27-24 um, in this one, and we, and we keep it rolling against McVay and the Rams. Commanders at the Broncos. Yeah, this game also sucks. Garbage. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos. Um, Commanders 2-0. and No, they're not good. 1-1 uh, and 1-1 one and one and one seems fair for both of these teams. I'll take the Broncos here, 17-14. I'll take the Broncos as well, 21-17 in a super sloppy game. I'm going to be honest, the Commanders did not look great against the Cardinals team that I think they should have dominated them. They, that is a game the Commanders should have destroyed them, and they didn't. They struggled. Like, they fought tooth and nail to beat that Cardinals team. That's not a good sign. Give me the Broncos by five in this one. Or by four, sorry. Jets at the Cowboys. See, I was thinking about this as a survivor pick, um, but this is a game you want to stay away from if you're having anything in it. Like, a team that just won by 40 versus a team that looks dead? No, that's a little fishy. Um, I feel like the Jets are going to scrap, be scrappy in this game too, but the Cowboys win uh, 23-17. I agree. I'm going to take the Cowboys 23-20, but if you're telling me this ain't a game where I see Dak turning the ball over two, three times to this Jets defense. I absolutely could see that happening. Um, for, for one, the spread on this game is 10. Yep. However, I, however, I cannot see Zach Wilson producing very much against this Dallas defense whatsoever. I'll take the Cowboys 23-20. Dolphins go to Fox, bro, to take on your Patriots on Sunday night. Dude, the freaking Patriots have a brutal schedule. It's like here, so Philly, Miami, the Jets next week, and then Dallas oh. is their first one. Oh, God. Um, shoot, man. I, I'm, I'm going to take my path. Um, make a defensive battle. Tyreek Hill might just go crazy on us, but I, I'm taking the Patriots anyways. 27-24. Um, I'll take the Finns 30-24. to 24. They start 2-0 and for the second straight year. Although, if your Pats do pull this one off, this would be a big win for the Patriots. I do oh, think yeah, yeah. we are, we are going to be talking about them 110% if they pull this off next week. Um, they're able to do this on Sunday night against a Miami team that's coming in red hot. I know it's only been one game. That's a big win for New England. So, hopefully, hopefully they can try and spark an upset there, but I'll take the Finns by six. Monday night, got a doubleheader, Saints-Panthers. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take the Saints. Um, I don't even really like this game. This I can't. It, none of these teams are even gonna be in the twenties. I don't think it's gonna be an odd one. Um, I'm gonna take them seventeen fourteen for the Saints. Saints were another team that did not look good, and I it's it's a little it's a little bothersome that they looked that bad at home against a Tennessee team that turned the ball over three times. And won the game by a point in Derek Carr's debut. Didn't love it. Give me the Panthers. I know they didn't look great, but they're at home. I think Bryce Young settles in a little bit more. I'll take the Panthers 24-21. The Saints just, they didn't do anything to convince me that they were going to bounce back or anything like that. They're playing a divisional opponent. I don't like it. I like the Panthers by three. Browns at the Steelers. These are two not very enticing Monday night games. No, I mean, based off of week one, I would say Browns. Um... But I, Steelers, I can't see them going 0-2 at home to start the year on Monday night. Division, I can't see it. I'm going to take uh, Steelers here at 2013. Tomlin had to have gave them shit this week for that performance. That was an atrocious performance, man. 
um, against my Niners on Sunday. I think they bounce back. They beat the Browns. Browns fall back to earth a little bit. This will be a defensive slugfest, to be honest. Um, so yeah, funny. I'll take the Steelers 24-16. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting slate. A lot of, a lot of games that are toss ups. I do think it'll be a better slate than week one, but Hey man, we'll, uh, we'll see final thoughts. Um, dude, uh, hopefully we get some better football, um, in terms of quality. I mean, agreed. just kind of really bad, ugly games, but I was so caught up in, Oh my God, football's back that I, I didn't really care. But looking back at it, I can't deal with that for 16 more weeks. Eh, yeah. That was probably one of the more weak uh, week one slates though I think we've had it was not the greatest there weren't a lot like even that one o'clock slate it was like usually end of the one o'clock slate every game is going down to the wire there was not a single mm. game that went down to the wire so it was like okay what are we doing here um, I do think that will be different this week there's a lot more better games this week so we'll see what happens but let us know who you got this week we'll see y'all next week enjoy week two and of course don't forget to give us a follow on instagram and twitter for more sports news and, and analysis and we'll see y'all next week enjoy the games this weekend thank you for listening to another episode of baller island Keep it locked and stay tuned. We got a lot more sports content coming your way. And don't forget to give Baller Island a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis.